Welcome in. It is episode six of The Last Brain Cell. It is the Super Bowl special as we would have it. We are recording early this week because we will likely be in Occupado. That's not even the right word, is it? Occupado? Yeah, Occupado. Yeah, you think, you think we will my be, Spanish is really the brilliant part here? We will be busy, most likely on... Sunday, potentially incapacitated. So uh, we are recording. It's uh, Tuesday night. So uh, if we mention any lines or gambling things at all, it's as of Tuesday night. Kyle Tasso. I know it's only been a couple of days since we last uh, recorded, but how are we doing? Doing great. I'm sick. So that's great. Michael Jordan flu game. It's my flu game. It's my flu pod. Maybe, maybe you should good. buy a new winter coat. Is it like the DC delight, just sickness immediately? I have no idea. I don't know why it happened. I just woke up feeling like shit. I felt great yesterday, and then I woke up, and I was like, I'm going to die. And I have a test on Thursday. Well, the Foreign Service Officer test, to be specific. It happens. happens. Um, All right, let's get into it. Super Bowl 57, Chiefs-Eagles. One and a half points is the line for the Eagles. So it's it really, I think, comes down to who you think is going to win the game. I mean, the Chiefs are plus 104 on the money line, which is, you know, about as close as it gets. And I think it'll probably get uh, gambled down to a pick by the end of the week. So, um, Tosh, I'll start with you. What are your initial thoughts on the game? So I feel like as far as the talent on both these teams – I don't know. The last couple of years, it kind of felt like it was still lopsided. Like everybody knew Brady with the Bucks was probably going to pull it off. Same with that loaded Rams team last year. I I think this is going to be a very high offensive game. I think the Eagles' defense is way better than the Chiefs, and they even though the Eagles' defense is good, you still got to deal with Patrick Mahomes and their offense. Because in a year where everybody thought they were going to slow down, some analysts even thought. They'd miss the playoffs. They're still the Kansas City Chiefs that we've seen for the last, like, five, six years. I think so far, just looking at some of these bets, I know we'll probably end up talking more about it. I like the over in this game, even though the over is 15.5. I think this will be a high-scoring game, and I do hope Kansas City gets out of it. I don't want the Eagles to win. I can't stand Eagle fans. I know they're going to – whoever, whatever Eagle fan listens to this is going to shit on me because that is what it is, but – Fuck the birds, go the Chiefs, and fuck well, Jacksonville. I can't, I can't stand the, um, the Chiefs, so I'll be rooting for the Eagles. Me as well. I'm going to root for the Eagles, um, despite a recent bout with Philly fans myself. Um, but I just can't stand the Chiefs. Um, and I have on this line. I actually put down twenty five dollar bet on the exact score. I was feeling a little frisky today. And so I put $25 down to win $1,500 on Eagles winning 31-27. There's been a lot of buzz about the Chiefs scoring 27. That's that's like a, like so many people have bet it, like exactly 27, that it's actually like the odds have come down quite a bit. You mentioned, Tasso, the Chiefs defense. If you look at some of the, the tail of the tape numbers and you look at some of the stats, the one unit out of really the six, if you're including special teams, that doesn't match up 
is the Chiefs defense. Uh, by DVOA, which is like a, an advanced metric, don't need to explain the specifics. But it's a pretty good indicator usually of the teams that are going to be successful in the playoffs, make a deeper run, that kind of thing. In offense this year, the Chiefs are first, the Eagles are third, about what you would expect for a Super Bowl matchup. But on defense, the Eagles are third. To me, the game, I think, is really going to come down to whether or not the Chiefs defense can stop Philadelphia's offense. It's going to be interesting to see how much of an impact Chris Jones has on the game. Obviously, he took over in the AFC Championship game. We don't have to talk about the refs or anything like that. We can just leave it at Chris Jones took over. We'll see if he can do it again in the Super Bowl against a much better offensive line than whatever the Bengals were throwing out there. Well, and here's something also to consider too, just to throw a new a new narrative in here because I've seen this around social media as well. It, it, is this the first real task that the Eagles are seeing in the playoffs? Because I know they went against the Giants. Everybody knew the Giants weren't going to make a run. If they would have beaten the Eagles, it would have been a miracle. Uh, they had to go against what started off as a strong Niners team and then quickly, quickly got hurt throughout the entire game to the point where we were watching Josh Johnson and maybe even CMC coming in at quarterback. And it feels like this is like obviously the biggest, most real opponent that they've faced. So does that put... (laughs) 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 Oh my God, that that threw me off. uh, To our (laughs) listeners, Nick Hedges just put his headphones down and he's missing. We're going to keep recording here. Um, I'm Tosso and I are now in charge of the podcast. What Tosso was laughing at is Nick put his boobies in the screen and I grabbed at them. But uh, Tosso, any guesses where Nick went? He pulled a, oh, there he is. I think Nick Willie Bean's MMA with leaving here. Nick probably went to grab a little snack. How many M&Ms you put in the pocket? Zero. I heard a yanking sound from the living room and obviously the panic mode with uh, with the dog, but there it is again. What is she doing? <laughs> Trying I don't to know. rabbits. I, but, I, uh, I flew in some content while you were gone. Don't worry. Good. No, but, none of it's getting cut. It's, it's all staying in. Um, well, I don't even remember what I was saying. I think you were talking about how like the Eagles' strength of schedule stuff. Yes. How they haven't really played anybody, mm-hmm. which is kind of true. I, I tried not to read a whole lot into that, but it is it is true that Josh Johnson is a completely different animal than Patrick Mahomes. And even if you if you back it up to the like the playoffs or if you back it up before the playoffs, most of the quarterbacks that they have faced in the last several months have been just duds. I'm still leaning Eagles on my bet. I, I was very heated after the refs incident, so I have backed off of this firm Chiefs or the firm Eagles bet. I'm in such a blender. Sadie's like tossing her bet up in the air. <laughs> what in the world? Blender. But I'm slightly leaning Eagles. Um, the big thing with the Eagles beating a San Fran, we weren't talking about like the quarterback of Brock Purdy, really. We're talking about they have to beat that defense, and they beat that defense and so it's gonna be a shootout i think no matter what yeah. hammer the hammer the over hammer the over yeah over over on FanDuel right now is at uh 15 and a half i'm definitely gonna hammer it but yeah i mean like you said the, the niners was the most real defense but even 
decent amount of those guys. Like, I feel like you were watching Niners people get down left and right, and I'm not saying it takes away from what the Eagles did. Eagles did exactly what they were supposed to do. They went in and beat the shit out of them. And the Eagles very much deserve to be where they are. They've done their job. It's just, and they're playing an even worse defense. Probably, arguably, probably the worst defense they've maybe seen in the playoffs. I mean, hysterical. Well, you. I put respect it, you calling the MLS major championship. You, you I, was, put, I, I thought about it, but I respect the MLS. Kyle, you pointed this out a little bit. You pointed this out in a group chat, like what was it a week ago? Where we're we're looking at a, a 2017 possible repeat here as far as championships go. We are, um, and the repeat's scary because that could lead to we were cheating again. But I digress. We weren't. We beat the shit out of the Phillies. Stop talking. Sure. Stop talking. Did we um, cheat the first time? That's for another hey, podcast. Hey, this isn't this isn't an Astros <laughs> podcast. Nobody gives a fuck about the trash can bangers. This is about. I cannot wait till baseball starts again. I cannot wait till baseball starts again. Unless we suck, and then I'm just gonna not talk about it. So. I want to talk about some bets. Yes. Okay. Some prop bets. Everybody loves some good Super Bowl prop bets. I feel really good about both tight ends to score a touchdown. Goddard and Kelsey to score a touchdown. One each, at least. That parlay, Dallas Goddard anytime touchdown, Travis Kelsey anytime touchdown, is plus 398. So you're pretty much getting four to one odds on Kelsey and Goddard both to score a touchdown. I like that one a lot. Um, I bet also with my exact score, an anti-Travis Kelsey bet where I had a, had him in the under and touchdown and under in receiving yards and, and under in receptions. I think he's going to have a shit game. Was that in the spirit of last week's pod? Time. Yes. Well, if you think Travis Kelsey's going to have that bad of a game, you should have just thrown in Eagles money line as well. Yeah, I mean, I think I have Eagles money line. Maybe on that bet, I'm not sure. I'm a, I can't access my FanDuel in DC, so I have to. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be in Maryland on Thursday, so I just want to take screenshots and see exactly what I need. You you know what's an interesting one that's on FanDuel? I could see it happening. Is uh, any player to rush for a hundred plus yards? I don't think that'll come from the Chiefs. Maybe Miles Sanders has the game of his life because what the Eagles are like could be wrong like top 10 or top 5 in rushing this year I know they do a lot of running by committee but maybe to kind of throw some things off maybe they just run it down the throat of the Chiefs D line with Miles Sanders and it's at plus 310 I could see that to kind of control the to control the game control the time start running the ball I could see it what are the odds for Jalen Hurts to rush for 100 yards you could see potentially Jalen Hurts running, scrambling a bunch. Well, I wonder what his line is. So looking so at the, the rushing props here, um, they don't give you that option, but they do have a whole Patrick Mahomes section on FanDuel. They have um, a, they have a Hurts section on DraftKings. I'm looking at it. Uh, you can get basically on the Hurts. you can't you can't get a hundred yards, but you can get the over under, which is forty nine and a half. I would think you would probably have to throw that in a parlay to make it worth anything. Uh, like, let's see if I can just throw one together real quick. I mean, rushing yards. If you think he's going to rush for close to a hundred, let's toss toss the over in there, uh, and I then maybe maybe rush, rush attempts over ten and oh. a half. Oh yeah, 
Uh, it doesn't let you do that as a parlay. I don't know if it'll let you throw those in the same. I mean, there's the passing and rushing one. Passing and rushing yards total at two over 291 and a half. And then maybe the defense gets a touchdown because Mahomes is probably good for an interception at some point in this game. So here's another one that I really like. It's most playoff passing yards for this season. Patrick Mahomes is minus 950. He's the leader in the clubhouse with 521. Jalen Hurts is plus 11,000 at 275. So in all likelihood, he's not catching Mahomes, especially when they're playing in the same game. But you know who's second in the odds? It's Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's sitting there at plus 600, 200 yards ahead of Mahomes. I said leader in the clubhouse because Burrow is done playing. So Mahomes is 250 yards-ish ahead of Hertz. So Hertz is not going to win it. But Burrow is 200 yards ahead of Mahomes. So it's basically plus 600 for Patrick Mahomes to pass for less than 200 yards. Interesting. Do, do, do you think? That's a value play. That's a value play. $10 on that? You make you make that bet purely because of what the line is. Not it's, yeah. it's a it's a long shot bet, but I mean think about think about how often Patrick Mahomes passes for under two hundred yards. But also think about he could re injure his ankle and be out for the rest of the game in the second quarter. That's true. He could miss a series or two. We could get a Chad Henney touchdown drive. Give me, give me a Chad Henney fourth quarter. The problem is that he has not thrown for under 200 yards in a single game the entire regular season. Wait, when's the last time he's thrown under 200 yards? He was healthy. I'm assuming it's the, the Jaguars playoff game when he was hurt. So, assuming that, so essentially we're just trying to bet if his ankle holds up. I'm betting on, I'm betting on him missing a drive or two pretty much, or worse. Yeah. Because the, the, the Eagles secondary is fine. It's not great, but it's not going to stop Mahomes. I just if, if you're looking for value bets on the board, that's definitely one of the better ones I've seen. I like it a lot. Ooh. But and then you're just looking at, at like an asshole at your Super Bowl party when Mahomes goes down cr- clutching his ankle. You start cheering. Just like Speaking of value bets, have you looked at the MVP bets? I have. They are These odds they're are insane. They're very interesting. It's what are they? It's Mahomes and Hurts at both plus one thirty. The next guy up is Travis Kelsey at plus 1,600. So the thing with that usually is that if you think it's going to be a close game, if you think that it's going to be a high-scoring game, there's going to be a lot of players that are making a lot of plays on both sides. If and when that happens, the odds are that they're going to just default to the winning quarterback for who gets the MVP. Like, think about the times that we can remember when the Super Bowl MVP wasn't the quarterback. Obviously, last year... It was Cooper Cup. That's because he took over the game. He was mm-hmm. undeniable. Remember in that Seahawks Super Bowl win, Malcolm Smith won? That's because he had a pick six that completely changed the game. Don't forget the Malcolm Butler MVP in that Patriots Seahawks. Because he had a six that he had a, a pick that completely changed the game, literally won them the game. You have to have something like that happen for it to not be one of the quarterbacks. Kelsey could definitely do it. Like if Kelsey's sitting there with like four touchdowns and most of Mahomes' completions are to him and the Chiefs win, yeah, he's probably going to win MVP. 
But if you're looking at it from the, like the same argument, like AJ Brown at plus eighteen hundred is just as good a play. Dallas Goddard at plus six thousand is not awful. I'd also like to point Miles, out Miles Sanders at plus three thousand. If we're thinking they're going to run the ball a lot, Miles Sanders, yeah, I've I've seen him at plus twenty five, uh, but you know, different books have it listed differently. Or here's one that I really like actually. It's Chris Jones at plus five thousand. See, what's funny is I was going to go the opposite route and say Hassan Reddick at plus thirty four hundred. Same argument. It's the same argument, right? It's if if Reddick or Chris Jones takes over the game. Let's say let's say Hassan Reddick has three sacks in the fourth quarter in a close game, and it completely torpedoes the Chiefs. He might win MVP, mm-hmm. but it, you really have to take over the game for it to not be one of those quarterbacks. Which is why the odds are it's going to be one of those quarterbacks. But what's, there's a lot of value there for sure. What's the value of throwing ten bucks on Gardner Minshew? Think about it. Probably Gardner, not very high. Let's look. <laughs> Gardner Gardner Minshew is at plus, plus fifteen thousand. I would rather bet on Harrison Butker at plus twenty eight thousand than you don't want to bet on like Kadarius Tony. Minshew. Well, like at those odds, I mean. Think about it. First drive, Jalen goes down. Gardner comes in, wins him the Super Bowl. Here's one that I do like: Boston Scott and Kenneth Gainwell to combine for forty plus rushing yards at plus one fifty. Both of them. To combine for 40-plus rushing yards. Keeping in mind that Boston Scott in particular is almost exclusively a, a pass back. Yeah, I agree. But, I mean, I feel like that's a really good bet. Especially with those odds. Because, you know, you said it's Gainwell and Scott. You know Gainwell's going to get touches throughout the game. Yeah, I mean, there's we talked about that Burrow bet to uh, be the, the leading passer. Gainwell is 80 yards away from being the leading rusher. He's he's behind McCaffrey. McCaffrey is the leader, uh, but McCaffrey's actually the favorite because he's 80 yards ahead. McGainwell's number two because he had such a big game um, earlier in the playoffs. Like if if Gainwell has another big game in the Super Bowl, you know he could be the leading rusher in the playoffs. But odds are a lot of those touches are going to go to Sanders. So I don't know if that there's as much value there as the the Burrow pick. Here is the Nick Hedges Super Bowl parlay. It's four legs. Pick heads or tails on the coin toss. So right away, you get one leg out of the way, yes or no. I'm going to say tails. Tails never fails. Tails never fails. I was, I, I like it. Eagles money line. Miles Sanders touchdown. Travis Kelsey touchdown. Plus 925. Value play. I like it. But... If I see a heads on that coin, we're dead immediately. Then you can just enjoy watching the game. I guess that's true. I'm going to enjoy it either way. It's going to be one of those situations where I have so many props going that I lose track of them all, and I'm just enjoying it. And I'll check back after the game and see see how I did. I like that. I actually do like it. I'm going to probably put something together after this because I'm not sure yet what I want to do. I think I for sure want to hit the over. I've been looking at this anytime touchdown score. I'm very intrigued. No, not the sorry, first first touchdown score. And I've just been very intrigued by it. Any more firm bets or are we ready for starting nine? Well, I texted uh, Willie Beans. Maybe he'll uh, respond can, and give us a, he's a, not a, a special Super Bowl thing. We beans. can Yeah, I don't I don't even if he wants to be involved he can, but 
Ugh, whatever. Will, Will, Will's not going to send a parlay in time. Are you kidding me? He's going to he's going to respond to us probably an hour after we record, saying, "Oh yeah, here's my parlay," and then it just doesn't even matter. And then we all That's fade fair. beans. Yep. Yeah, we would. I would fade beans anyway. Um. All right. It would be funny if he gives us like a four legger and the opposite of every leg hits. Yeah, that would that be pretty would. funny. Yeah, he he goes. Um, heads. We all cash in. He's muddy line. No touchdown, Travis yeah. Kelsey. Yeah, it would be uh, that would be funny. All right, starting nine. In the spirit of the Super Bowl, we went with uh, Super Bowl halftime shows for uh, this episode. I'll start us off. My leadoff hitter in center field from 2007 is Prince. One of the best individual performances I think the music world uh, has ever seen. I, I can go next. Um, yeah. uh, Nick, I have the exact same leadoff hitter in the exact same position, Prince in center field. One of, one of the more iconic performances from a halftime show, and it's R.I.P. Prince. It's Nothing is better than that. Half, very few beat that halftime performance. Very few. I'm going to be different than this one. Um and my leadoff hitter at second base is Coldplay. Fantastic show. They usually put on a great show. Toss and I saw them last year at one point. And, yeah, you can like their music. You you, you can't like uh, – if you, you not have to like their music, but it, the show and the visuals are always there. They know how to put on a performance. Yeah, Coldplay was a, was a really good one. I've got it later. Uh, my number two, he's been – in the halftime show more than once, but this was his own solo performance. It was really good. One, I think one of the more underrated ones, Bruno Mars in 2014. Shortstop. Just one of the, the better showmen, I think, of of like our generation, like people our age. I think Bruno Mars is definitely one of the better ones. Um, my, my number two, mainly because I feel like every time I see – like the halftime shows come around. I always see a video about this playing second base for me is Creed when they were in Dallas and you had the dude on like the trapeze with the thing, just swinging around as they're singing. Can you take me higher? Just flying around Jerry world was just, it's, it's very iconic. So that's why I've got them at number two. I like, I like Creed too. And that I just couldn't get behind the show itself. It was like, I don't know if they're just not great live or what, but it was kind of a train wreck. Yeah. But I respect the pick. Uh, my second, third base. You upset it's Prince. Iconic show. Iconic iconic person. Shout out Minneapolis. My three-hole is the most recent rendition of the Super Bowl halftime show. I think they officially called it Dr. Dre and Friends, but it's you know Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Mary J. Blige, Kendrick Lamar, 50 Cent. They're all playing third base collectively. Uh, that halftime show I thought was really good. Really fun to watch, too, just the entertainment value I thought was great. The fact that it was in L.A., the whole thing just, just was perfect. It was uh, really fun, I thought, a lot better than the game itself. So that halftime show is going to bat third. Uh, so my three, I forget if it's the same year, cause I know he has played a couple times in the Super Bowl recently. 
A very iconic performance was, I have a shortstop, was uh, Bruno Mars, Beyonce, and Coldplay. Those three is probably, arguably, the best halftime show ever. I mean, they're, they're three, especially now, iconic artists and bands. Like, it's very tough to beat to beat those three, and that show was so much fun for different styles. I thought it worked very well. Um, for num- my number three, uh, this this was this this show was really good. Women really loved this show. Um, he's playing first base because he used to be fat. I don't know if he was fat during the show, but this guy used to be big boy. Um, if you want to hear me talk about more about the weekend, look up my music blog um but yeah it's the weekend i was muted um my borehole you want to put your mic down to your mouth yikes (laughs) my borehole is probably the original halftime show like the big uh first one that I think really kind of put the Super Bowl halftime show on the map as we know it today. All the way back in 1993, it was Michael Jackson. Incredible performance. Agreed. Uh, so my four hole, another recent one, had uh, every man in America stopping to watch this. Playing at first base are the heavy hitters of Shakira and J-Lo. Just, it's an iconic performance. Every single person was paying attention, mainly the guys. Um, but, like, come on. They're both very iconic artists. Love Shakira's music. If you say you don't like Hips, Don't Lie, you're a fucking liar. Just, that's why I got them at the four hole. Those hips did not lie during that show. Let me tell you what. Um, in that same vein, this one, uh, a lot of guys' favorite. One of my favorite um, is a top five list that Tasso knows about. and She's number two. And it's uh, Katy Perry at left field. <laughs> Nick just shaking his head in utter despair. <laughs> Those, the, what was it, left shark? Yeah, left, left shark, shark left iconic, shark. dude. There's banging on the door. I'll be right back. Okay, well. Fucking Leave it, we'll, let it go. Let us, let us let it go. We'll, Kyle and I will just shoot the shit you too. on. U2, 2002, second base. 2000. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Bono Vox. Can we, while he's gone, can we talk about that shitty fucking U2 album that they all put on our phones and you couldn't get rid of? Fuck U2. <laughs> I don't have Apple Music, so they didn't put it on my this phone. This was way before, like, Spotify was even huge. This is when, if you just had an iPhone or an iPod, they were putting that shit on your fucking iTunes. I didn't have my own phone until Spotify. Oh, aren't you a fucking special person? What, you even have, like, an iPod Touch? Nope. I don't believe you. I just don't believe you. Jamie and Angie did not want to. All right, Tasso, keep going. Okay. Uh, So, my number five, playing third base. Nick, you already touched on it. It's, It's Michael Jackson. One of the most iconic performances, like you said, it put everything on the map for the halftime show. Plus, it's it's the king of pop. I mean, what what more can you say about MJ? My five hole at shortstop. Well, they've been mentioned before, but in order to be a good shortstop to make plays, you need hips that tell the truth. And Shakira, J Lo have hips that do not lie. 
you were waiting for that one, huh? Yeah, I just came up with on the spot, baby. <laughs> Liar. <laughs> well, my uh, my six hole is a show that we've talked about a little bit. Really, really like this show. Uh, I think a very underrated one. It's the Coldplay show uh, that featured Bruno Mars and Beyonce. That one was really good. Right field, batting sixth. Can't really go wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in my six hole, Kyle already talked about this person. He's in the music blog. Every female in America loves this man. It's the weekend playing left field. I mean, he has great music. Blinding Lights was one of the top songs of the last like five years. And he put on a great show like he always does. And he's fat. Um, number six. For me, another person, this one's close to home because it happened in Houston, 2017. Uh, great performance, did some crazy stuff. Um, love, her, love her music, Lady Gaga. That, that had to have been down from the roof, right? That yeah. had to have only been on your list because it was in Houston. Yes. Yeah, didn't did, didn't she come down from the roof and it was just yeah. like one of the most awkward looking things? Yeah, it was like almost like when they did for the Olympics in London, whenever the, like they had the Queen like fake jump from skydive into Wembley Stadium. Um, it was they did that like she didn't come down from the roof, but they pretended she came down from the roof. Wasn't it also the year that you everybody... saw the skyline and it's nice. Wasn't it too, or was it that, or was it the fiftieth where everybody expected or wanted them on social media to bring out SpongeBob and do the SpongeBob halftime show? Do you know what I'm talking was, about, or was that just that was Travis, that was Travis Scott? Yeah, that's what it was. Which is not on this list for me. Yeah, at re- all. really bad Super Bowl, really really bad yeah. performance. Um, I. Tasso, you had the weekend in left field batting sixth. I have the weekend in left field batting seventh. Uh, very, very good performer. Uh, we got a couple good memes out of that show as well. Overall, uh, really good. Um, so number seven, Nick already touched on them earlier. It is one of the better halftime shows I've ever seen. I think it had to do with where they were. Just the whole excitement around it is... The Snoop Dogg, Kendrick Lamar, Dr. Dre, 50 Cent, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, last year's Super Bowl, I haven't played catcher because they were like, they put on a show stopping performance, and you need a catcher that can stop, be able to drop down, stop the ball, and be there when you need them. My seven hole, this group collectively will be playing catcher. Um, this band's psychotic for mid 2000s. The Super Bowl is. Performance solid. Um, Black Eyed Peas. I had to disqualify the Black Eyed Peas from being on uh, on my list because I will forever remember where I was while they performed. It was 2010. It was the Packers uh, Steelers Super Bowl, and that was the night that I slid into the side of a sprinkler head and cut my knee open and had to go to the hospital. So I was in the hospital getting stitches listening in the background to the halftime show going on. So it's kind of electric. Also the quick fact about black eyed peas. I don't know if y'all knew this, but let's get it started was that's the clean version of the song. The original was let's get retarded. Yeah. I had no idea. Have you, have you not heard the original version? I've heard it. It's (laughs) heinous. Like the rest of the song. 
and make i was like oh, how like and then it was a super bowl commercial that was like yeah you need to change this because we can't put this on air but we want to use the song They're like oh, okay <laughs> get stupid get dumb like i it was crazy i just learned that um yeah so never saw that halftime show uh as my previous story probably probably insinuated um my eight hole is going to be justin timberlake his solo performance in 2018 uh at catcher a lot of people didn't like that one i thought it was pretty good uh my my eight hole like kyle already talked about her earlier one of the more iconic memes now a halloween costume uh batting right field is Katy perry i know probably wasn't the greatest performance of all time but I mean, it it came out one of the most iconic little characters probably in the history of the Super Bowl with Left Shark. And it's also Katie fucking Perry. Yeah, I was locked in. I love Katie Perry. Um, I almost went Justin Timberlake in my eight hole as well in right field, but I decided to throw on another performance with Janet Jackson because no Super Bowl, talk about Super Bowl halftime show without that one because her titty popped out. So, like... I was made to the picture because I was a curveball, but like it has to be included in the whole crazy, crazy show. Leave it to Kyle to uh, drop the nip slip in his Super Bowl list. Um, my starting pitcher, the nine hole, I think is one of the best bands ever. I don't really know if their Super Bowl performance was like all that fantastic. It, it was, it was pretty good. Not as good as it could have been, but it, it was still pretty good. It was the Rolling Stones all the way back in 2006. Out of the principle of who they are as a band, that's I had to put them there. I almost did the same thing with my starting pitcher with the Red Hot Chili Peppers, but I had the Stones to do what Kyle didn't have the Stones to do. I have Janet Jackson as my starting pitcher. Because, you know, pop, pop the nip out, distract the batter. What more can you ask for? One of the most icon, like literally the most iconic halftime performance of all time, because of what happened. You can't, like that's he the, said, you cannot think about the, it without thinking of her. That's the David Wells move, the the nip slip fastball. Mm-hmm. For my pitcher, I went with a performance that threw a curveball right into Middle America. People were pissed off hiding their kids, covering their kids' ear, couldn't believe what they were seeing, and it was Dr. Dre and Friends. Middle America did not like it. Yeah, that was... The reaction to that one was pretty funny. I'm glad that we ended on that one. Um, I, I don't know. I just I thought it was just a really good show. It was, it was a really that, good show. People that thought it was a bad show just... Uh, I yeah, was. I, don't know. I was probably the most that I watched that Super Bowl. I watched that show, but I was blasted, so I don't really remember it. I was gonna say, how much of the Super Bowl do you even remember? Period, because you called me like blackout drunk before the game even started. I don't remember much of it at all. I didn't know who won until the next day. <laughs> well, happens to the best not, of us. I will not be repeating that this year. I mean, never say never, but. I mean, do I we think Rihanna? Do we think Rihanna's going to be good this year? Or do we think that there's a chance that? What's the total group? Is it just her? As far as right now, it's just her. <laughs> I mean, cover your ears if you love Rihanna. Um, but I love Rihanna. 
but not like to the, an amazing amount. Like people think, oh my god, she's so good. Um, so I think it'd probably just be an average performance. I mean, she says when she plays Umbrella, I'm gonna lose my shit. That's my shit. But like, I think it'll just be solid. I think it'll be a solid performance. And is there? I don't even know the rumors of who she might bring out since Arizona and Phoenix doesn't have any local artists, which I love, by the way. I, I think I want them to do more local artists. I mean, um, I mean Phoenix has every fucking artist and their goddamn mom in town right now. It is a madhouse out here. Like Kodak Black's in town playing at varsity. <laughs> of all the of all the artists that are in town right now, you picked Kodak Black. Well, there's the one all, to point out. Well, Kodak's the funniest that one. But I mean, that one's close to home. Yeah, I mean, there's <laughs> wait, there's... where where I, I did I stopped listening when he said Kodak Black. Where is he playing? Varsity, varsity Tavern. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Like, gritty. Fair. I would go. I would go. Toss fair enough. I'm I'm not going because I I got roped into seeing Machine Gun Kelly on Friday. Just so I can hear Wild Boy, and in hopes that he brings out Waka Flocka Flame. Oh, I would rather go see Kodak at Varsity. At least it'll be funny. Or take it, go to the shot wheel, spin a shot wheel with Kodak Black. Oh, he's so stupid. He's so stupid. I'm surprised he's not in jail. I thought he was. He was just perpetually in prison. I mean, he's probably he'll probably do something this weekend to put himself in jail. But probably but Kyle, Varsity. Kyle, Arizona State Prison is not where you want to be. Uh, I'm going to do everything in my power, though, Saturday to go out to Old Town because 2 Chains is performing. That's so sick. Where? I think Hi-Fi. Why would you perform at a class? That's horrible. All right, well, (coughs) people don't need to to listen to Tasso and Kyle talk about greasy clubs in Scottsdale and Tempe, Arizona. Um, Yes, they do. that's, (laughs) That's all we've got for the show. Uh, Super Bowl special. It was shorter and sweeter, hopefully, than than usual. Kyle, any last words? Uh, fuck you, Nick. Wow. All right. Wasn't expecting that. Um, Got to change it up. Sure. We'll uh, we'll catch up at the. Are you going to give the new ones? I'll give you a new one. Okay. All right. You know you you, you could just go fuck Tasso at the end of every episode, and I don't think anybody would have any issue with that. Fuck Tasso then, I guess. Poo poo pee Well, uh, <laughs> we just got kicked off of all of our platforms for that. Um, <laughs> we'll catch up at the probably at the end of next week. Uh, hopefully, we'll we'll uh, start getting some stuff going on the Camp Dot Blog. Other than that, gents, thanks for uh, recording this week. Uh, have a good Super Bowl weekend. Hope everybody has a fun and safe Super Bowl weekend. And uh, go birds. Go birds.